1: What's up, everybody? It's Beau here with another TV talk. Andor TV talk, the finale. And actually, so a couple of... Th- <laughs> I have thoughts on this finale, thoughts on Andor as a whole, and really thoughts on Star Wars overall. Just, you know, gonna be just some light stuff we're going to throw in here. First of all, let me just acknowledge the fact that, yes, this is, of course, coming at you very, very late. Um, obviously, we are right in the middle of the holidays. I was traveling when the finale came out. And honestly, the dust just started to settle on the Thanksgiving traveling season and as i kind of gear up for what is about to be the christmas traveling season followed by the new year's and january traveling season tv talk might be a little all over the map but we're going to do our best but the signals were put out that this finale for andor is going to be phenomenal and in truth they delivered holistically on in that regard like in it really is such the great capper to what andor has been as a series in the Star Wars offering, in the Star Wars universe as a you know as a whole, this shows us a little bit more of an adult focused look into Star Wars, It also shows us some storytelling that's grittier, that's really more in that kind of Rogue One a uh, uh, world. It also really gets into like kind of the ground level nature of the skirmishes. You know, we spent so much time in the movies dealing with kind of our, our hero class characters, right? Like the ones that are there to be kind of those those top tier, those main characters, the, the superheroes. And this is really kind of a dive into, you know, the background characters. I mean, I would make it maybe perhaps an argument that Mon Mothma is kind of, you know, maybe like a okay, maybe like a C tier hero level character, but still kind of in that regard. Whereas almost everybody else has, they're all kind of background characters and seeing their experience throughout the universe makes everything feel more gritty, real. And my goodness, did not some of the imagery in this finale. I mean, if you didn't find it triggering, you're not paying attention. Like there's just, there's a lot of elements in this finale and in this series that i speak that that really kind of get to the core of what star wars is as kind of an allegory for wrestling against the darkness wrestling against like real, very like major threats, and it's it's incredible to see that play out. But at the same time, we're dealing with a general hopelessness as well, right? Like in the in the charge that uh, Cassian's mom kind of gives at the end, and, and really kind of what we see throughout in the manifesto that uh, what's his face kind of puts out there, it's that look, you're gonna gonna keep fighting, and you're gonna fall, and some of us are gonna die, and uh, the in many respects, we're not going to see the big benefits of the actions that we're taking, those resistance. Like we like this this is a resistance that has not fully formed its 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 rebellion. And it is the process of really becoming the rebellion that will come in and know in you know in a new hope and in in rogue one and, and that sort of thing. And so, you know, we're seeing kind of this this buildup, this bu- bubbling, this boiling. And much like What we saw in the microcosm of the prison, like these little moments are happening throughout the prison. And then finally it kind of erupts into what ultimately is what frees the prisoners. That's what we have to see on a galactic scale. So even in this uprising that we see in this episode, you know, what, like, I remember after the words thinking like, what was actually accomplished? Like what, what needle was moved here? And the reality is if you look at this in a microcosm, nothing Literally, nothing was accomplished here. A bunch of people got a chance to like, you know, vent their frustrations and that's it. But the reality is this isn't just happening in a microcosm. It's like they said, like these uprisings need to happen and like we need to constantly create, you know, foils into the system in order to cause it to, you know, collapse in on itself. It's like trying to put the galactic empire into cardiac arrest. And, you know, at the end of the day, a lot of what these folks are going to do at the ground level. They're gonna be kind of cannon fodder, and so there is kind of like this when you have kind of this this lens or really, especially from that ground level, like seeing that there's there's something in empowering that in that, but there's also something to some extent kind of hopeless in that. We know that there's a grander hope. We know that there's a savior coming in the form of Luke Skywalker eventually, but like you know, for them, we just see them having to struggle, not really even knowing. How it's gonna happen, not even knowing if they're actually gonna see the fruits of their efforts. I think it was fantastic the way they structured this. But this kind of gets into my mindset of what, like Star Wars as a whole. I feel like there's been a lot of clamoring for, you know, Star Wars with no Jedi. And, you know, you see that, like, oh, I like it because, you know, we don't always have to have a Jedi here and a Jedi there. And I think that's true. I think that there can be great storytelling. And I think in Cast, I'm rather in Andor, we saw that throughout this entire series excellent storytelling. We didn't have to have a Jedi. and in, in many respects, this series works so well without a Jedi. But at the same time, I make the argument that Jedi are very necessary in the universe of Star Wars because they are those kind of hero, savior-esque characters that yes can come in when like you know this the dark troopers are coming at you and then you know suddenly Luke Skywalker flies in out of nowhere and freaking saves the day. Yeah like like we need them to be that hero character. Yes, we can have a you know Luke Skywalker's force projection ghost take down the entire you know because they're that hero tier character and that's that's what we we kind of want from the Jedi in this series. That's what I want from the Jedi in this series is for them to be that kind of symbol of embodied hope i think why and or works so well is because with removing that aspect of things we get a chance to deal with the grittiness and to some extent more relatable uh stories that are happening in the star wars universe but there must always be a jedi i don't care who you are i will fight you <laughs> there must always be a jedi in the star wars universe in the conflict it is quintessential to what this universe is so I'm not saying that this series ever needs to highlight a Jedi. I think because of the fact it does focus so well on the, you know, kind of more of the ground level efforts that no Jedi is, is required here. And I know there's like some speculation that Skarsgård is a Jedi and yada, yada, yada. But here's the deal. I don't think we need that at all in this series. But holistically in Star Wars, I do think the Jedi must always play a role in order for, you know, in the larger galactic conflicts. Now, you may disagree. And if you do that, that's totally fine. So yeah, Andor as a series was incredibly, you know, rewarding. It was a it was a slow burn, but at the same time, it was really, really great. And I highly encourage anybody who's not checked out the series to do so. I loved like the intentionality of it. I loved kind of the 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 boldness to really get provocative in the imagery and the storytelling and everything else. I I'm excited. I think this is really kind of a showcasing of what you know, Star Wars can be. I don't want them all to be Andor. Let me be very clear about that. Like, I'm looking forward to this. I want some Mandalorian. I want some Ahsoka. You know, I want I want Luke and Grogu, like like these kind of more hero tier characters. I, I want that. Don't get me wrong. I, like, I don't need somebody like side characters, second cousin, twice removed to be like the focus of all these Disney Plus series or anything of that nature. But for what Andor is, I think it's fantastic. One last note, though, on Andor the naming convention. I think the naming convention of a lot of these series, you know, they've chosen to go very like big in on a character name, right? Because we got Solo, Kenobi, Andor, uh, granted the Mandalorian, the Book of Boba Fett. And if you look at some of these stories, like Kenobi isn't really about Kenobi. It's about Vader and Kenobi. Like there can be a more poetic name for that series. Book of Boba Fett was really not... Even about Boba Fett. I mean, we we saw a little bit of a backstory for him, but it was really more of like what's going on on Tatooine. And I feel like the like sands of Tatooine or, you know, something of that nature would have actually worked a lot better there. Especially since the best two episodes of that series were, you know, essentially like Mandalorian episodes. Oh, actually, you know, what? I think I'm I think I'm probably gonna watch those episodes today. <laughs> That's a good show. I love the Mandalorian. Anyway great star wars stuff wonderful it sometimes it's hit sometimes it's miss and or absolutely a hit hope you enjoyed it let me know your thoughts head over to tvtalk.fm for all of our contact information that's going to do it for me for today hope you all are having a happy
2: holidays i'll talk to you soon don't worry i'll be back in a flash